0: I'm just so excited I get to do it here at Dodger Stadium. I really didn't think anything of it at the time. I was like, well, yeah, it'd be fun to do it or whatever, but now that it's finally here and I get to start that game tomorrow night, it just uh, it means a lot, and uh, it means a lot to my family. We're excited, Charlie's excited, my kiddos are excited, so we're gonna, we're gonna have a good time tomorrow and hopefully I don't screw it up too bad.
1: Juan's a special player, but he's also a leader too. At such a young age, the type of player he is, he's a leader in that clubhouse over there. Anywhere he goes, if he ends up getting traded or the Nationals work out a deal at some point, he stays there for a long time. I would hate to see him go to a team that we got to play, you know, down the stretch. It would be fun to see him, you know, be in New York or be wherever he wants to be. But no, he's he's definitely a game changer for sure. All of the sun, none of the fun on the press box summer edition.
0: Uh, Here's a funny story about uh, the Las Vegas A's. They have one all-star pitcher, Paul Blackburn. Uh, The A's ended the first half of the season playing in Houston, and... Paul Blackburn was going to fly commercial Southwest Airlines, apparently from Houston to L.A. for the All-Star (laughs) game. How bad is this? Uh, When the Astros found out, they said, hey, uh, do you want to come on our charter flight? Because the Astros were chartering their All-Stars from Houston to Los Angeles. And Paul Blackburn said, yes, I would love to do that. (laughs) That sounds much better than fighting for a middle seat on Southwest Airlines. So the A's. Uh, do we, do we call them cheap for this?
1: Yes. Do we go back to the point of, if they ever came here, this whole John Fisher situation <laughs> where we're going to finally spend money that we laugh at, laugh at every time that, when they say that they can't put this guy on a charter, but they have him on <laughs> Southwest C 55. I mean, he, someone, what if he forgot to check in and the poor guy was, he was his, playing the game was going yeah, on. He and check you, you fly out a hobby. <laughs> you fly out of Houston Hobby and you go to LA and you're on C. You know you're in the C group because no one checked you in.
0: Probably wasn't a direct flight. Probably had to fly yeah, through exactly. Phoenix.
1: <laughs> you imagine that? You <laughs> probably would have to go through Phoenix. Phoenix or L- or Las Vegas. Hey, you can come home. You can come home to Las Vegas. To Vegas. You could come through wow, This is where we're gonna be playing. This is where our team's gonna be. I like to
0: imagine the Oakland A's and the Las Vegas Aces fighting for exit row seats on a Southwest yes. flight. Be fun. Because we've there've there've been more complaints, by the way, in the WNBA about their travel thing. Kelsey Plum tweeted about it yesterday. I know, um, and I'm blanking on which coach uh, it was. One of the coaches made fun of one of the other teams for complaining about it. Mike Tebow, Washington. Mike coach.
1: Tebow said uh, something to the effect of, "We've already talked about this. right." He it's did. A cr- he did like yeah. a crying. Uh, he did the crying emoji. Then, then he had to apologize crying. about yeah, it. it. Yeah, it's great,
0: but it's still a problem in the WNBA. They're flying commercial, and well, they've got
1: they've got players flying on different planes.
0: Yeah, and it's. It, the issue comes in a flying across the country but more specifically flying into Connecticut's always the hard one because right, you've right. got to connect like twice yes. or something often yeah. to get to Connecticut or take a bus sometimes it's a that that's when was I think it was Connecticut 2 3 years ago when the Aces forfeited a game
2: when yes. they said
0: this travel is yes. ridiculous. We're getting in three hours before the game starts. We're just not playing.
2: Right. Yeah, I believe they got stuck in New Jersey, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. And they just haven't like Newark. Uh, yeah. Uh they just haven't the WNB hasn't actually done anything about it yet. Like it's just it isn't. Is think what it they're is. going to Yeah. Because they're they're terrified of the competitive imbalance if like three teams decided well we can afford it we're going to charter
1: yeah like if mark davis says we're we're chartering and three other teams don't i mean that that is a competitive advantage
0: the problem what the aces when they got stuck and they were missed a connecting flight or something because of weather and then they forfeited that game apparently mgm was willing they were the only absolutely they were willing to send a charter to pick them couldn't. up and take them and they weren't allowed to because those are the rules. Meanwhile, Lambeer Co- was liking Lambier was already there. Yeah. Because Bill Lambier can do whatever he wants because <laughs> he's the coach. Lambier was, I think, like already in Connecticut, just like in his hotel room. If you guys, on, guys show up, Come great. On. If not, I'm here. Like is it great. It's a great time. So yeah. The A's are apparently doing the same thing as the Aces because they're one all star. Had to bum a ride off the Moneyball man. Charter. Pay
1: for soda. <laughs> it's so David crazy. Justice, are you serious? But don't
0: worry, if we give them half a billion to move here, they'll start spending money. Yeah,
1: <laughs> what a
0: bunch of nonsense.
2: Do you think he had to buy his own ticket with his all-star bonus?
0: Oh, probably. Oh,
1: now that would be a great story. What did
0: we did, we talked about per diems. What was it? Like a hundred bucks or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was about a hundred bucks. He's there, like, hey, use your per diem. Yeah. buy your ticket Southwest. to Southwest. Eat the little pretzel snacks they give you on the plane. That'll be your one drink, unless there's
1: turbulence. Yeah, I was on Southwest a couple weeks ago. There's turbulence, no drinks. Oh, really? Oh yeah. How long was the flight? Not long. It wasn't long at all. Short one. All right. It was like a short. It was from is Las Vegas to uh, San Jose. Okay.
2: How long was the turbulence the whole flight? Probably. It was. It was
1: bad. It was bad. You get up in the air and you're landing basically. Yeah, exactly. It was
0: bad though. Turbulence. Um. One other story on the A's. Uh, This is from 8 News Now. A poll conducted of Las Vegas residents about spending money, public money, on a ballpark for the A's. 62% of people questioned in the poll said they would oppose, and this is the phrasing of the poll, allocating taxpayer money in the budget for new sports stadiums similar to what was done to fund Allegiant Stadium for the Las Vegas Raiders. 62% against, 17% in favor, and 21% were either unsure or had no opinion. Are you surprised at only 17% being in favor of spending money to build sports stadiums Yeah, in because I,
1: I'm surprised at that because I think everyone in Vegas has fallen in love with the idea that you get as many teams as possible, even as stupid as that is. I thought it'd be more like, oh yeah, let's get the A's, let's get baseball. If it's just the average Joe out there who's not thinking about tax money and what it means and all that. I, I'm surprised it was not more than 17%. So that was
0: my my first thought was, yeah, 17% seems low. I feel like more people would be like, sure, spend our money yeah. on a baseball team. Get a That'd baseball team. But I think this is where we might have a disconnect at how many sports fans there actually are in Las Vegas. In Vegas? Yeah. Really? Like people that care enough about sports to be like, oh, yes, we should use our public money to help bring a sports team here. I think there's a lower number than you and I think because we... Sports sports fans, exactly yeah, it's, it's everything we do, whereas other people are, eh. The other question I have on that is how much of this... Now, the question didn't specifically say the A's, but obviously that's the potential team that would get money to come here right now. I do wonder how much it is about the Oakland A's. like What if the question... like if What the, if it's the
1: Dodgers? Right.
0: If the Dodgers, for whatever reason, right. were like, oh, we're going to Vegas, how would that question change? Or like would people say oh it's the a's like we just said they don't spend money they are pitchers flying southwest I think it has to go to to have the something game. to do with it i do wonder if like oh the dodgers are moving to las vegas right. would people be like oh of course give the dodgers well you money.
1: get more 17%
0: i think so too
1: so but i'll go to your point about not caring about sports and i think you're right and i didn't think about that but i had a buddy who said and i never believed it cuz like you said sports are our lives so we never outside that box But he said, "If you just if you realize that sports fans in this town are a bug on the windshield, like you don't realize that you don't get that that there's so many people out there is like don't and that's fine. I mean, that's what they do with their lives. I mean, it's we're probably a little obsessive and weird about it. So, but he said that, and I didn't. You never think about that when you're so involved with it. That there's a lot of people out there who could give a darn about anything when it comes to sports.
0: If the Raiders sold every ticket in that stadium to a tourist." it'd be 585,000 people over a nine-home game season, right? So basically half a million people. If every ticket was a tourist, what do we get? 42 million people a year here? Yeah. And if the Raiders sold every ticket to a tourist, it be 500,000. It's, it's, yeah, half a million people, which is, like you said, a bug on the windshield, yeah. right? And then, you know, whatever. The Aces and UNLV aren't bringing in a ton of tourists. Like, no. there's not many people. Like, the Golden Knights, some, but it's not going to be more than half a million. Like, it is, as far as what drives money in this town like why people come to this town it's nice that we have a Legion stadium and it had yes it has more events than just raiders games but it's not going to draw anything remotely significant to the comparative how many people, people come here they come year. here yeah it's nice right it's hey we can have concerts there and people came in i went to a bts concert two of them
1: you went right? to two of them by the way people you didn't came just go in to from, one bts concert you had right. to go to two of them
0: people came the in like it happens two. The last, yeah, right, the last two BTS concerts. That's right. Um, but like it's it's nothing compared to the, the total amount of people that actually come to this town. It's right, it's a bug on the it windshield is. there. So I that's the curious part. And the other thing on this: sixty-two percent oppose this. We saw in Oakland. As of now, they are not putting potentially giving money to the A's in Oakland on a ballot for the public to vote on. Right? They voted against, which they, was a huge win. They recommended not to do that, right? Because in general, oh, public opinion is against giving right. money Absolutely. to sports stadiums. That's why it was a big deal here in Vegas that it never went to an actual vote. Right? For the Raiders, I should say, for the Raiders, like that, it just went from the right SNTIC to the straight to the legislature because. Right. Had that been put on a ballot here, it probably would have gotten less than 50%. I think it would have failed. Right. Same for the A's. If it ever gets put in here or Oakland, if it gets put on a ballot, if they have to have public approval to get however much money there, they're
1: not going to get it. How, that's why the A's were so stoked it didn't, right. go, on the, it didn't go on the ballot. They're not
0: going to get it. And this is a good example why. Because only 17% voted in favor on this poll, whereas 62% were against it. So... Any time, if it ever gets put on a ballot, it's
1: it's no, it's it's, it's gonna lose. It's
0: failing. And so that's why they've got to find different ways to do it, find a way from doing any sort of public polling there because people don't want to spend money on sports Are you teams. more
1: convinced now after the meeting last week that I believe the A situation was brought up at midnight on a on a fourteen hour meeting, which was very bizarre? <laughs> I kept I kept seeing these guys tweeting at like ten o'clock at night. Well, it still hasn't been talked about. I'm like, what could be more important? I mean, for us. I mean I'm sure there's a ton of things more important for the city council to the discuss. The speed bumps on E <laughs> yes. street Ed. Yeah. Uh, you know, d- down in down by the Coliseum. Um I do love the one uh, council member who still wants it built at the uh, col- at the Coliseum.
0: What? It's like that
1: ship sailed,
0: dude. Why? Okay, Mick
1: Aker's tweets about
0: these meetings. And yeah. every
3: time there's, there's some guy there's one dude who's
0: like it should be built at the Coliseum yeah, like, site. And dude, everybody else is like, dude, we moved on, past, we've that. Been
1: past that. We've that. It it's not, not happening.
0: <laughs> We have all, we listen, we might not give them a billion dollars, but we are not building this on no. the Coliseum side. Like he's arguing, he's the one guy, like I don't a know five who is. year old point. That guy's yeah. great. I love Yeah, him. He's, he's probably not paying attention at all to anything. Well, that after those, like, if
1: I'm sitting there for 10 hours, I don't even know what I'm <laughs> talking about. I, I don't even know what I'm voting on at the end of that. Thing. Oh,
0: how do we get you covering a 10 hour? Meeting oh, where, I, where it nine was of enough, its, dude. Nine of its it was not enough on the, the
1: syntax team. meetings.
0: Clay Baker and I fell asleep. But those were at least all about the stadium. They were I'm all about I'm imagining the you at a nine-hour city council oh, meeting. Oh, what a the first, disaster the first that would be. first eight are about you just imagine random that? public, like, uh, parts speed bumps, and potholes, speed bumps
1: and all that stuff? No. great. No, Baker and I had enough with the syntax meetings, and I would go to the legislature. There was a lot of sleeping during that. Um, <laughs> the the no. legislature vote here happened late at night, didn't it? Uh, Here or up there? In, in the
0: legislature up in no up in Carson. no no it didn't i no, thought there was one of those votes that happened at like
1: 11 p.m well maybe one of the early ones but the ones where all the green bulbs lit yeah. up and the final one no it was middle of the day yeah or we, had to, we had time to interview everyone and write and everything okay yeah i was hoping
0: you were up till midnight being like oh this <laughs> deadline de- two deadline. hours ago <laughs> pounding out yeah. the column uh or the rated yeah the raiders coming to vegas we'll find out at 1 a.m <laughs> Check out the review journal's website because it's not, not going to go in the
1: newspaper. It's not making print. All right, coming up
0: next, it's Bischoff's Briefs.
1: Bishop's Brief
3: Players then take turns laying down words until someone does a bad job hiding the fact that they drew a blank. Bischoff's Briefs Upon seeing the blank draw, each player must make a bad joke about the tiles in their possession. Bischoff's Briefs Play continues until each turn takes longer than open heart surgery, and the game ends when one person uses the last of their letters. Even though at this point no one likes that person, they're still referred to as the winner.
2: Bischoff's Briefs
3: and that's how you scrabble
0: coming up a little bit later we got tickets to go see zz top plus ryan wallace is going to join the show uh all right bischoff's briefs today is about what was almost a nightmare travel day for me it kind of sucked a little bit but it could have been a lot worse Uh, from from dc from dc first off have you been to the reagan airport in dc Yes. The
1: first two the first two years was college career before he we went to Baylor. My son went to George Washington. Oh. I've been I was in DC a lot.
0: What's going on at that airport? Why is there I a mean, terminal just for Southwest? <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> and like it's just it's weird. It's a it's a dumb airport. Slowest security line I've ever been in my life. There were roughly 40 people in line. It took us 45 minutes to get through this security line. They took the drain more over than a minute per person. We just Ubered down there. Okay. I took more than a minute per person to go through the security line. I do, and I I could not figure out why. Like, at no point did I figure out, oh, this is why they're slow.
1: I don't remember having, I went through Reagan a lot. I don't remember having that much of an issue. You, you've been there a lot.
2: I've only flown Reagan a couple of times and I don't remember that, but if you think that's bad, you should fly Dulles next time. You might regret that one.
0: I regret this one already. (laughs) Um, And like, my favorite part of this airport is, like, where you buy snacks or whatever. There's not, like, an actual store with a cashier. It's just, like, on shelves in a hallway. And, like, you buy it, and you go up to a little self-checkout thing. At each self-checkout thing, they have somebody there making sure you do it right.
1: Like, with your credit card?
0: Yeah. Like, they're right. just making sure yeah. you do the self-checkout right. That defeats the entire purpose of self-checkout. Just to have that person oh, be the boy. cashier.
2: Well, I mean, they... You've got,
0: you've well, got so many nitpicky what are doing? things. What you
2: are they just making sure like nothing breaks cuz grocery stores and Walmart here have that they have somebody walking around making right, but sure But it's
0: one person for like five or six self-checkouts. This is yes. one person per self-checkout thing. Oh, yeah. I'm It's uh, stupid. <laughs> just just have a cashier. But anyways, the real problem here. So, <laughs>
1: cuz these weren't major problems. No, no, these were
0: just me complaining yeah. to complain. Um we got to the airport too early because we had to check out of our thing, and our flight wasn't until like 6 or something. So we got to the airport a few hours, way too early, right? But whatever. We're there. Um, we got there, and our air, our airplane gets delayed a little bit, like 30 minutes or something like that. Eventually, the guy at our gate comes on and he starts telling us, okay, we're going to start boarding soon, whatever.
1: Can you say what or airline you are flying? Southwest, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right.
0: Going to start boarding soon, whatever. And then, like, two minutes later, it just starts pouring. Guy comes back on and says, forget that. Your plane's not even going to show up. Our plane got rerouted and landed in, like, Raleigh, North Carolina, instead of coming to Washington, D.C. Right. So our plane was supposed to take off at 6.50. It got delayed initially to 7.20. And now it's like, eh, it'll be here at, like, 9.30. We don't have a direct flight. We're flying through Chicago. Ugh. Our flight in Chicago is taking off now at, like, the same time our flight in D.C. is. So obviously we're not you're making missing, our you're missing connecting a midway flight. flight in Chicago. No, We've already been in the airport for like four or five hours. And now it's like, yep, yeah, you're not making your connecting flight. So I got to go stand in line and talk to the gate people right. to be like, I get home. what the hell do we do? And line takes forever. I don't know what these people are doing. But finally get up to the line. And this actually worked out better than I was expecting because I was thinking, We're spending the night in this airport or Or in Chicago. We're flying to Chicago and And
3: spending spending the the night night and taking
0: the 6 a.m. out of Chicago, right? right? We get up to the gate and she's like, well, there's a direct flight to Vegas from the Baltimore airport that's been delayed. So you can probably make it. So we have to take a taxi 45 minutes to the Baltimore airport to catch this direct flight from Baltimore. She puts you on it. Yes, Southwest actually gave us a little credit to pay for the taxi. We didn't have to pay for it ourselves because it was going to be like an $80 taxi ride. So Southwest actually paid for the taxi, 45 minutes to Baltimore. We get there, and because it had been delayed, we got there with plenty of time. It got delayed again while we're sitting there waiting because, of course, it did. But we actually got on this plane at, I don't know, 1030. We took off at 1050 and landed in Vegas. And at it, 10 something? Well, it was like... Past midnight, I think it was like one o'clock. We got home past one o'clock, back to our actual house past one o'clock, which is you know four thirty Eastern. Now had time. you checked bags? So we checked our bags, uh, and they told us they were like, "Your bags aren't coming with you."
1: No, they're not <laughs> going to find your bags. You have no chance at that. Why not?
0: None of the planes no, came in. They had nothing they're not, else. They're to not do. checking
1: your. They're not checking. They're not.
0: Watching so through. our bags uh, actually showed up the next day, which was nice. Uh, at the airport, or are they, they in Vegas? Well, so. They told us like, OK, we can deliver them or you can come pick them up and we'll give you one hundred and fifty dollar credit to Southwest to fly in the future. So I was like, well, eh, that's worth it. We'll drive back and get our bags. So we drove back and got our bags the and next they were day. waiting for you and they were ready to go. They were very wet. Apparently, when it rained in D.C., they did not think to move the bags out of the <laughs> rain.
2: <laughs> they had them on one of the carts just, yes, sitting, out just there.
0: sitting out there. Uh, Plane never came, but our bags for sure got wet. So yeah, it could have been much I, I understand that could have been much worse. If there had not been a delayed direct flight from Baltimore, we would have been spending the night in an airport somewhere. Because the thing she- I wonder what
1: time your, your uh plane took off that was going through Chicago. If it took off on time in terms of the delay, like 10, ten, ten, thirty, or nine, nine thirty. I'm guessing
0: it it did. There because there was no it was just weather. It was just sudden rain in DC meant that none of the flights were landing in DC. Right. So anybody's plane that if you were waiting on a plane to come in, it landed somewhere else. And meant everything got pushed back to ours. So I'm guessing our flight from Chicago took off on time. But our luggage never made it to that flight in Chicago because it was sitting out in the rainstorm in, in D.C. Just sopping
1: wet socks when I opened my suitcase. Still a great town. It was a fun trip. Yeah. 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 Why did you pick that?
0: Uh, we went with my girlfriend's family and okay, I don't know. Wanted to go to D.C. Yeah. And then I drug them to two sporting events. So that was good.
1: Did they all go to the events? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Her parents and her younger brother.
1: They went to the baseball game and the soccer went game? Went to the
0: baseball and the soccer game. Yeah. Wow. All right. Good. Soccer game. Boring first half. Great second half.
1: Four Who'd goals.
0: Uh, DC United and Columbus crew. Okay. DC United's like the worst team in the history of Major League Soccer. They are awful. They had lost the game before this seven to nothing. Oh. But they tied 2-2 in this like forty two so zero 42-0 in fun. football. Yeah. Oh, complete That's nightmare. horrible. But yeah. It was actually a fun soccer game. Four goals in the last like 20 minutes of the game. Plus a missed penalty. It was great. I, I've determined all of Washington sports teams suck. Like the Capitals are a playoff right. team, but they're not actually good. But nah, the rest of them commanders awful uh, baseball team. Terrible what basketball about WNBA? team. Terrible WNBA. That's a good point. I didn't think about them. They are pretty good. Basketball team. Terrible soccer team like worse in the league.
2: I blame it on the 2019 to early 2020 year that was when like Washington just blew it all out. Except the commanders. Well, from, yeah,
0: obviously. Capitals won from mid 18
2: to early 2020. Yeah, they all won, plus their indoor football team won the the national championship or whatever it's called.
0: Do people care about that, though?
2: I don't know. Ask, uh, was it Nighthawks?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will not be asking (laughs) the Nighthawks anything. (laughs) We'll not be doing that. But yeah. So could have been a lot worse, but uh, I don't know what's happening with these DC airports.
1: If if that flight in Baltimore hadn't been delayed, we wouldn't have gotten there. We would have been. Were you nervous in the taxi ride? I had to be. You had to be nervous that you might not find it. You might not get it. Why? No, no. By the because it had been delayed, we had plenty of
0: time. Like we didn't, we weren't in like taxi ride could have taken an hour and a half and we would have still been on time for that flight because it got delayed.
2: When you guys were leaving the airport, what time did they tell you that that plane was planning on taking off? Like, did you have two hours to get there or was it like three, four hours Yeah, you could hit some
1: traffic in that place. Uh, We had
0: like two hours from when we left the DC airport to when the Baltimore plane was supposed to take off. Okay. And then when we got there, it got delayed again. So we would have had still plenty of time.
2: It's a long time. Baltimore
0: Airport. Very nice airport. I don't know why we didn't fly to there in the first place.
2: And it's also in that area. It's the cheapest airport to
1: use. I don't
0: know what we were doing. We totally blew this.
1: Is there any chance on Christmas Day when I'm with the Raiders in Pittsburgh that oh, I'm Oh, you are time, stuck in an airport. I have no chance on Christmas Day. Snowstorm. No. Yeah. Your bags are out in the snow. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to look out the window and see the bag. <laughs> have you ever done that? You look out, you're like, where's my bag? And then you see it in the snowstorm's coming down. No it's chance. gonna It's no going to have
0: fallen off the little trolley and just sitting there by itself.
1: The family has given me to like a 2 p.m. deadline. If because I'm they, back, I,
0: they play in Pittsburgh on Christmas Eve.
1: Right. So I fly back. Christmas Day. And you're
0: flying back the next morning. Right. Okay. Well, Morning. What, morning, you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine in the morning.
2: Is it like a six AM flight?
0: It's early. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think you'll be fine. I think, I, I think, fine. I think our, our one of our biggest mistakes was booking a six PM flight. Right. So that every it like everything else had already been backed up and then like any rain was gonna ruin the right. entire day. I might get
1: off in the morning.
0: Yeah, I think I think you'll be okay in the morning.
1: Well, two PM deadline. They've they've given me that. If you, I'm not home, he gained the hours. If I'm not back. having, I know. You gain the hours know. back if, if I'm not there by then, they have Christmas. I mean, Christmas without <laughs> yes, you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, we'll wait a little. We're not waiting <laughs> that long.
0: All right, coming up next, Ryan Wallace joins the show.
1: This isn't the Alex Ovechkin Power Hour. This is the VGK Update with Ryan Wallace. Follow him on Twitter at @ryanhockeyguy. I'm out. All... Ryan. Hello Ryan.
0: Hey, guys. How you doing? We're going uh, back a week because both Ed and I were off last week, and we haven't properly gotten to yell about this. Uh, How did Max Pacioretty not only get traded for nothing, but the Golden Knights had to add an asset in Dylan Cogwan to get rid of him? I I still cannot comprehend how no team in the NHL would be like, yes, we'll give a sixth-round pick for Max Pacioretty.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to the fact that the Golden Knights needed to shed as much salary as possible, and I could see teams in negotiations with the Golden Knights saying flat out, we want a Max Pacioretty, we'd love to take him off of your hands, but there's a cap crunch for everybody, and you have to retain salary, so I would imagine that uh, the, the determining factor in Dylan Coughlin being a part of that deal, one I don't see the, the progression for Dylan Coghlan to be the, the a full-time NHL player on this roster. I just think at defense, they're, they're a little bit too crowded. And two, um, you had to move the entire salary of Max Pacioretty in order for this to make any sense. So you do that by sweetening the deal. It's not a great situation by any means, but uh, I think that you've got a lot of teams that are trying to make life very difficult for Kelly McCrimmon and the Golden Knights.
1: They've done this a lot, as you know as well as anyone, uh, trading, uh, well, flurry. they gave the guy right back, Pacioretty, Schmidt, and Stasny, mid-round picks. Since that first year, uh, when they did well in the expansion draft, how is this front office and your, if you're going to evaluate this front office, how, how, how would you really evaluate it?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's an interesting question in that I believe they're doing everything that they could possibly do to win. That being said, I, I think that you whenever you're trying to win now, you have to re, you have to weigh your your cupboard versus what you can give up in order to try to make a roster that's going to win. And I feel like right now the Golden Knights are in a, a spot where they've overspent, they've they've brought on a lot of new pieces and in my opinion, have not allowed those pieces to kind of gel into a cohesive team. So right now, I think that the Golden Knights are, are probably further away from winning a Stanley Cup, further away from being contenders, so to speak, than they were two or three seasons ago. But, you know, with the right coach and perhaps a little bit of flexibility on, on the salary cap, which it, it appears they're trying to do right now. I think that that can change pretty quickly. It all depends on whether or not they're able to make the right moves and whether or not you think they'll be able to add at the deadline if this team needs
0: it. Who has more points next season, Carolina or Vegas? Carolina. Oh, not even not Ooh, even second-guessing it. there. Didn't pause. That's fun. I
3: mean, Carolina had significantly more points. They won their division this year, um, and they added Brent Burns, who as much as I've – joked about his defensive liability. Brent Burns is like every bit better offensively and defensively than Tony D'Angelo, the last part being um, not a, a significantly <laughs> high bar to to clear, but Brent Burns does that. And then uh, you look at the Carolina Hurricanes, the one thing that they're missing is an elite scorer. And I know in this market, everyone's going to point to Max Pacioretty being off injured. And that is true of his time here with the Vegas Golden Knights. But, when in the lineup, he's an elite scorer. So Carolina got better. They did it at a cost-controlled uh, rate by doing it via trade. And I think that they're a much better team in a division that they were the best team in last year.
1: So then who scores for the Golden Knights?
3: Uh, well, that's the million-dollar question there, Ed. Uh, I think that you have to assume Jack Eichel is going to be a monster next year. Like He has to be for this team in order to be successful. So Jack Eichel putting up 40 goals um, has to be a reality for the Vegas Golden Knights come next year. Then you start to look at, okay, Mark Stone, if he's healthy all year, what's that, about 25, 30 goals? Riley Smith, if he's healthy all year, probably about 20 goals. You need William Carlson to get back to the 25 uh, 25 to 28 goal mark in order for this to work for the Golden Knights. You need Jonathan Marshall to be what he's been as a Golden Knight. That's 30 goals in production. And then you're going to need Nick Waugh and Brett Howden and Keaton Kolasar and all of those players in the bottom six to put up numbers like they did last year, if not best those numbers a little bit. Um, It's going to be by committee, but your best players are going to have to lead the way. You're going to need production from Eichel, Stone, Carlson and Marsha so in order for this to work for the Golden Knights.
0: Jack Eichel has one career season with 30 goals. Now, he had 36 and 68 in the shortened season. He That was on pace for 40, but he only has one season with 30. You say he's got to be 40. How realistic is that?
3: I think it is realistic. I, I mean, listen, he, you're talking about a player that, that has all the tools in, in his arsenal to be a forty goal guy. He's just got to focus a little bit more on shooting the puck and not trying to, to make plays and set up his teammates. I I think that from what you saw in Jack coming back and, and having to shoulder a lot of the goal scoring load, his goals to, to assist ratio were, were higher for the Golden Knights than they have been at any other point in his career. Um, but I mean the fact of the matter is he, he the Golden Knights gave up a lot to get him right? He's, he's on a big-ticket item. He's the highest-paid player on the team. He's going to have to hit that plateau. He's going to have to be the leader in production on this team. And I think he's got all the, the, the tools in the world. The question is, can he stay healthy and can he find a little bit of consistency and chemistry with his teammates? And can Bruce Cassidy fix the power play? If he can fix the power play and Jack Eichel is a one-time option, then I think that 40 goals is realistic.
1: Are we just assuming Marsha Carlson, Smith stay together?
3: No. No, I don't think that they are. Uh, I think that and there were indications last week at development camp, Bruce Cassidy had you know, some comments here and there in which you know, he talked about the likelihood of that happening and, and it seems to me that the more likely scenario is that Marshall Carlson and Smith will be split up, down and up the lineup in order to help with a little bit more balance and maybe give you three options, three lines that can Score. So I would imagine that at least to start the season, you're not going to see that trio together.
0: So who's the second best left winger on this team behind Jonathan Marsh. So? <laughs>
3: uh if Chandler Stevenson is moved to the left wing, it'll be Chandler Stevenson. I suppose um, like William, Ca- William Carrier is interesting, but you know, I-, I think we all know what William Carrier is. He's a fourth line center that generates, lots of high danger chances that have zero chance of going in the net. So, um, I don't know that Will Carrier is the guy, like Michael Amadio, maybe, but I, I don't think Michael Amadio is a top six player, He's middle six, bottom six, so uh, my my guess right now, assuming they don't add anything, in which case kind of changes everything for the Golden Knights going forward, but um, right now, I, I my money would be on Chandler Stevenson moving to the wing and him being the the second best left winger on the club.
1: Is this just a, a guess that Robin Leonard is going to be out a lot longer than they're letting on?
3: I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I mean, you know, you, you clear up seven point seven ish million dollars in the patch-ready trade, and, and you also have the five million in the Dodonov trade for Shea Weber's contract. So right now, the Golden Knights are in a pretty good spot to be able to sign. Nick Hague, Nick Waugh, Keaton are the restricted free agents that they have to come to terms with. Uh, The question on Robin Leonard is more or less how long of a rehab process is it going to be and how much is it going to bleed in? I get the sense that you're not looking at a long-term situation for Robin Leonard or Lorraine Brossois. I would imagine that both of those guys would be ready to go within the first month of the season. Um, So going out and signing Michael Hutchinson, that gives you a little bit of insurance at the NHL level if you've got to start the year with Logan Thompson as your number one. But I I don't anticipate that, that Robin Leonard, the expectation is that it's going to be three, four, five months that he's missing out of the year next year.
0: At what point on that timeline, how many months out for for Leonard, would it actually be worrisome about the Golden Knights and their chances to make the playoffs? Like, How long can they go with Thompson and Hutchinson before it's like, oh, this might be too long for them to actually rebound and be a playoff team?
3: Yeah, I mean, three to four weeks probably, depending on how they play defense, right? I I think that one of the things Golden Knights fans are going to have to wrap their head around over the course of this offseason going into training camp is this is a team that's going to be looking to win 2-1 to one or 3-2. to two. That's just a reality of the fact that the goal scoring is not what it used to be for the Golden Knights. They're not going to be able to outscore their problems. So the defensive side of the puck is going to have to be buttoned up. Bruce Cassidy talked about how his system more or less is goaltender friendly. And you look at the Boston Bruins, Jeremy Swayman this year kind of came out of nowhere and was very, very good for Boston probably a product of Bruce Cassidy in the way that he coaches. So I think you can get by three to four weeks, four to five weeks, maybe pushing it a little bit. But if Bruce Cassidy's defensive side of the puck is as advertised, the Golden Knights are not going to lose games because their goaltending isn't up to par. It's because they can't find two or three goals on the on the, the night.
1: Who's going to have the toughest time adapting to Bruce Cassidy?
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Uh, mainly... Uh, Jack Eichel, I think is, is maybe the, the, the name out there that you're thinking of and saying, okay, this might be a tough one. And and I only say that because Jack's never, ever had to be a defense first type of player, right? He's too special offensively to, to saddle him with needing to be responsible. But right now for the golden Knights and with that coach, Bruce Cassidy, you, you have to pay attention to those details. You have to dial them in and button them up. So, my, my estimation here is that Jack has the biggest biggest um, ability to grow and become a better, more dynamic, complete player under Bruce Cassidy, but I do think that there will be an adjustment period where you've got to change some of the instincts that you have on the ice that you've had your entire life. Sounds like
0: it's promising, Brian. Uh, you're off for a couple weeks, right?
3: Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back in September. After Labor Day, because, I mean, nothing, literally nothing happens in the offseason in hockey. I mean, and Cadry still has to sign somewhere, but, like, you know, that'll come, and it'll be a story for about 10 minutes, and then it'll be over with.
0: Yeah, yeah, until he signs with the Golden Knights, and they've got to trade six more players. All right, uh, we'll talk to you in a little while, then. See you in a couple of weeks.
1: See you, buddy. All right, later, guys. Take care.
0: There's Ryan Wallace back in Um,
1: September. Good for him.
0: Yeah. Again, until they sign Nazem Kadri and have to trade three more players. It's like, Oh, what are they doing now? What a nightmare. All right. We got ZZ top tickets to give away. ZZ top will be at the Venetian theater, December 3rd through the 10th. And we have a pair of tickets that you can win right here before you can actually buy them. We're going to take caller number 11. That's all you got to do right now. Be caller number 11, 702-364-1100. You will get tickets to go see ZZ Top at the Venetian in December. Caller number 11 at 702-364-1100. That's 702-364-1100. Be caller number 11.
1: You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition.
0: Had at any point last night, did you think the Home Run Derby was rigged for Albert Pujols?
1: Uh, I think Schwarber kind of said, you know what, the old man, let me just give it to him. And then in the second round, Juan Soto didn't get off to a very fast right. start. Yeah, took him a little while to get going. I was See like, all the guys surrounding Albert after his round. Wait,
0: that Okay, first off, nobody there knows the rules of the home run derby. Because for whatever reason, everybody gets an extra thirty seconds after their round, and everybody and a minute if you hit two balls
1: at certain certain length, like four four forty,
0: and everybody came and you know congratulated Albert Pools, and he's like, guys, I got to go swing for (laughs) thirty more seconds, and then Kyle Schwarber didn't beat him. And Albert Pujols had to go swing again and won and had to keep swinging. And I thought Juan Soto was going to lose to him. And I was like, oh, they rigged this for Albert, for Pujols. Albert Pujols. He's going to win with seven home runs on the entire <laughs> night.
2: <laughs> I did see a little uh, controversy surrounding that first round with Schwarber. Apparently one of Schwarber's home runs in the tiebreaker frame wasn't counted, and he would have tied Pujols So it Pujols was rigged again. for Pujols. Would and would then Juan
0: Pujols Soto came and, in and just ruined it.
2: Yep. That's, uh, that's
0: you've got
1: friends making bad bets, so. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> hitting, hitting an extra zero on the old account. Man. Is the home run derby the best thing
0: for young talent in baseball? Uh, like we've seen Pete Alonso, He did it his right. rookie year. was great. Vlad Guerrero did it a couple yeah. years ago and hit a bunch of home runs last night. Last Julio night, Rodriguez. Jul- Have you Rodriguez seen Julio Rodriguez play before?
1: No. Did you hear um, Mookie Betts?
0: Yeah, said he's had never he seen him. I've never person. seen
1: him before. Oh my god! Yeah, it's great. Like yeah.
0: I, I think it's
1: it's. Yeah, aside from the postseason,
0: this is the two right. days where it's like, oh, there's national attention because most people that are baseball fans watch baseball like you and I do, where they watch their favorite team right. play. Like it's not a big national sport where you're watching like. Do do that many people tune into Sunday night baseball? Like, uh, matter sure if it's
1: the, the Cardinals and the Mets, right? Like, it like sure,
0: whatever. But not it's not like this big national thing. But the Home Run Derby is a bigger deal, and I imagine this is a pretty good thing for. Had you seen that guy talent. play? Yeah, he's hit a bunch of home runs against the Astros already. I don't like him. Oh. Yeah, I I had to <laughs> look him up,
2: and apparently he's got I think sixteen or eighteen home runs. Oh, this yeah. year. he got yeah. off
0: he got off to a miserable start. Yeah, like was awful. But like since I don't know middle of April, he's been incredible. Like, he's unbelievable. And, yeah, he's hit a couple of runs off the Astros. So not a You're fan. not a fan of him? Not a fan of him. I don't don't like this Julio Rodriguez. Need him to go away. And the Mariners winning 14 straight. What are we doing there? Let's calm down.
1: We had Tom Krasnick on yesterday. He likes the Astros to win it. Who doesn't?
2: Well, right now on uh, William Hill, you can actually bet by state for who will win. <laughs> <so you can laughs> the
0: Rangers get... aren't helping the Astros very much the, in that uh, one.
2: I think Texas is number <laughs> two behind California and New York. So, oh, I'm sorry, so Texas three. is three. Yeah,
0: well, no, I guess wrong. the Giants or Padres help the Dodgers out there, and then the Yankees and Mets.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Rangers. Surprised New York isn't one. Rangers aren't in New,
2: new guy. York is one yeah. just oh, because no. the Yankees are one. Then uh, New California York and Street. then California, then Texas.
1: You bet. Well, who else would even
0: be no. on that list?
2: <laughs> no, because I already have a, I already have a bet for uh, Judge to win. AL MVP, and the Yankees to win the World Series.
0: (laughs) You needed about a 45-game season for that Aaron Judge ticket.
2: No, it's okay because I hedged myself with uh, (laughs) any Angels player to win the AL MVP, so if (laughs) Judge doesn't get it, I'm praying for Otani. It's going to be Otani. The only bad part is, I just found out, they don't announce MVPs until two weeks after the World Series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's forever. It takes forever. So
2: if judge keeps going i have to bet every team they that the yankees play in the playoffs just no, to no hedge they they in vote case. before the post no the
1: votes are before the playoffs yeah. they just don't announce it to left the exactly
2: playoffs. so i i won't know if my judge bet will hit so to hedge it, I have to bet against the Yankees in every playoff series. This is
1: confusing. I'm lost. You've I Not understand stop, what you've you're doing. have got to stop betting. This is you've made it too confusing.
2: No, it's it's. I good. don't it's, understand what you're doing. Right.
1: What does the Yankees postseason results have anything to do with
0: your Judge ticket?
2: Because it's combined. It's Judge AL MVP and Yankees oh, to win the World Series. Oh, did not. Okay. So and I got that at ten to one.
0: <laughs> oh, I would. Oh, Tony's winning. So you're not. You're not getting that.
2: We'll see. But I also have the Angels, any Angels player to win the MVP at plus 250. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you that get one, that. That one's that going to hit. hit. We'll see.
0: Otani cannot not win MVP.
2: I mean, a judge leads the league in home runs. Who knows?
0: What's his ERA?
2: It's Ooh, not
0: 2.1 like Otani's. If huh? Otani is a the sixth best hitter and the sixth best pitcher in the AL, he has to win MVP.
1: You can't Judge can't is it not getting else. eight RBIs one day and striking
0: right. out thirteen you, you, you the next. You can't give it to Otani. Has to suck at one of the two yeah. things, and he doesn't.
2: That's true. He doesn't, and that's also why I took it Only because if I he think gets hurt. he does have a good chance of taking it from Judge.
0: While the Angels finish thirty-seven games out in the AL West.